Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And as for informational purposes only, it is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst, co-host, along with Dr. Chris Demzar. Happy Saturday, everybody. It's good to see you. And hey, guys, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and you can be set free from your health problems That's when right. you become your own doctor. Absolutely. We are continuing our series on diabetes. And my goodness, we've been having some fun with this. We talked about nerve-induced diabetes. We talked about toxin-induced diabetes. We talked about the different kinds of diabetes, type 1, type 2, type 3. And today we're going to discuss that third, yet I think most common cause, of diabetes, dysbiosis. Whoa, that's, that's a big, a big word. Yeah. What so first of all, we have to talk about the concept that I think most people realize we have bacteria on us and we have bacteria in us in and on. And if you had to say what organ holds the most amount of bacteria, I'm assuming you would say, well, I'm going to say skin. Uh, <laughs> no, actually way, way less on your but skin than inside, inside your, your colon. Yes, your intestines. But we do have bacteria on our skin. We have bacteria in our nose, our mouth, our esophagus, our stomach, our intestines. They're all over the place. And fun fact, I think you know this, we are by volume more human or more bacteria? More, way more bacteria. Yeah, and that's weird to think, isn't it? Yes, that it is. That you listening to us through however you are are more bacteria than human. And don't take it to mean go out and take a bath in bleach. It's a good thing if those bacteria are healthy. You know, we talked about this, I think, once in our clinic. You got good cholesterol. You've got bad cholesterol. Technically, they're not either, but you get the idea. Yep. And we all like, yay, HDL. We want lots and lots and lots of HDL. And boo, LDL, boo, 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 boo. Now, ready for this? Can you name the healthy bacteria that we want to have? Something yeah. bacillus. I know. See, most people are like, I have no idea. I don't know what a good bacteria is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. A probiotic. I bought one at Whole Foods. That's a there good bacteria. Go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we know so much about good cholesterol and bad cholesterol as a citizen of the United States or just a person. But if I was to pull a thousand people off the street, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you tell me the healthiest bacteria that you should take every day guaranteed people are going no idea that's a problem guys that's a huge problem but it's actually by design big pharma the powers to be they don't want you to realize that you need to take bacteria to get healthy right 
And I, so I like to use the term useful and non-useful bacteria. Yes. Because it's so easy to say, well, what could be good bacteria versus bad bacteria? Yes. Well, it all comes down to, is your body utilizing that bacteria? Is there, is a, there a relationship between the bacteria and the cells in your body that are helpful or is it harmful? And so depending on which one is growing more, which bacteria there is a more prominence of in your body at any given point in time is going to dictate whether you're in a helpful state or in a harmful state when yep. it comes to talking about your intestines. So let's use the word dysbiosis. Dys, by definition, is a lack of normal regulation. Yes. Yeah, abnormal. And biosis is biotic, which is a medical term for bacteria. So mm -hmm. dysbiosis, inappropriate bacteria. That's what it translates into. Now, some people will say, uh, like, uh, well, how would I call this? intestinal gastric disease and that's also the same thing or some people will say uh, i have SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth all the same stuff just yep. you know because what's overgrown the inappropriate or the non-useful bacteria right now here's what's unique your gut technically has more than just bacteria in it it's mostly bacteria but there's also a little bit of fungus among us we need them. They're not mushrooms, but it's yeast and you know yep. things like that. There's a small amount of bacteria. I'm sorry, of viruses, and there's even protozoa and sometimes parasites. So I don't want you to think that like, oh, I've got bacteria in here. Like I gotta nuke it, get it, rid it. No, right. no you you need these living things <clears throat> in your intestines. Absolutely. And and there is a healthy relationship, non-dysbiotic, and then there's an abnormal relationship, dysbiotic. Now here's here's the other crazy thing. They've discovered that the term microbiome is used for all living structures in the gut. So when we say microbiome, we mean all of it, virus, bacteria, parasites, fungus, etc. So not when, just limiting it no, to bacteria. No, no, no. So be careful with the terminology, guys. People get lost. Well, do I have a dysbiotic microbiome? Yes. Well, can my microbiome be dysbiotic? Yes. Well, then I don't know. And it hurts our minds, okay? So when we say dysbiosis, that means not enough good bacteria. If we say the microbiome is dysfunctional, that's the same thing as saying dysbiosis, okay? Now, let's go through this. What would cause someone to have a, an inappropriate dysbiosis? Yeah. And how the heck does that have anything to do with diabetes? diabetes? I know. Because again, like we, we said to you, and, and listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out real quick. Yeah, we had We have to move the webinar. Unfortunately, I double booked myself, which is classic of me. I'm speaking at a church and doing a webinar at the same time on the 10th. And I don't know how I can do that. So we're moving the webinar to the 17th. It's an easy move for you guys. Okay. It's next Saturday after the 17th, instead of it just being on the 17th, because unfortunately that church talk was like six months in the works. It's a massive church. In fact, I'm being told now it got so big that we have to do it on Zoom because they can't even wow. hold everyone in the church. That's amazing. So I apologize in advance for those of you last week and the week before who got your tickets and it says September 10th and you're like, what? It's the 17th. Don't have a heart attack. We're just moving the date. But if you missed the opportunity to get the ebook, it's Diabetes Heal Thyself. You and I wrote this. It's the, one of the greatest books I think we've ever written. The book is free all during the show today. 704-906-2094 is the number. I want you guys to write this down like on a sheet of paper, type it on your tablets, you know, tattoo it on your arm. 
704-906-2094. You can call it at any time during the next, what, 50 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay. and I, I want to preface it one more time because it's easy to take to look to get this and to say, oh, well, why, what is what value does this have to me? It's a lot of great information. I read it front to back and it was really cool, but I think I may have diabetes. I may have some metabolic issues relating to my blood sugars. How do I even apply what we're chatting about today to this ebook? You should be able to go in and know by the end of reading this what you need to do to determine if you have a dysbiosis within your microbiome. Which, by the way, you do, just so, so you know. So you should be able to figure out what you need to do to start resetting that and then how to relate your microbiome, the dysbiosis that you have, to diabetes or to any blood sugar dysregulation that you have or insulin resistance regulation that you may have. Well, let me ask you a question, Dr. Chris. Yeah. Can everyone benefit from having a healthier microbiome? Yes, of course. Can everyone benefit from lowering their blood sugars? If it's needed, then yes. So even a healthy individual, though, could benefit from having uh, four days of you know decreasing their blood sugars. Of course, yes. Now, yeah, there are points so. of having really low blood sugar, and we'll talk about that today, but that's the rarity, okay? Right. 90% of people today could benefit from losing 10 pounds, lowering their sugars, lowering their cholesterols, cleaning out their gut, and getting their body healthier. Yep. Well, and so when you look don't at don't just say I don't have diabetes, so therefore I'm not going to do this. Yes. And when you look at life being so cyclical in nature, if you've just been doing the same thing year after year after year, or even for months, you haven't had a change. Your body needs some sort of change, so it's given a different stimulus to adapt yeah. to. So it's a great thing to say, oh, you know what? I haven't changed anything to influence my microbiome in a different way to lower my blood sugars, and my blood sugars have been hanging out. They've been perfect, 90, great, yes, no. You want it to change. What we're going to chat about today is the perfect way to institute a change, institute a reset of your gut microbiome that's going to help not just with diabetes, but with a general reset for your own health. And you know one really good way to do that? Change your diet. And yes. guess what, guys? The microbiome rebuilding, anti-diabetic, blood sugar lowering, health restoring diet is where? In, In the, the ebook. E and how much does this cost? It's free. Like 704-906-2094. It's that easy. That's okay. Right. What causes someone's bacteria to die mm -hmm. and make dysbiosis? Like, is it something I'm doing? Is it something that's being done to me? Like, can you take me through the big steps of what kills off the bacteria in our intestines? Yeah, so the biggest thing that's going to lead to that a change, a change in the different levels, different types of bacteria that are within the microbiome is going to be, you know, and we've talked about this before, but chronic inflammation. And so when it relates to chronic inflammation, we've got to dive into what's going to lead to that. And we already prefaced it by saying what you eat matters so much. So the things that you're putting inside your body, it doesn't just magically get into your blood. The nutrients don't magically get into your bloodstream, right? There's got there's this whole digestive, digestive and then absorption and elimination process that has to occur. Yes. And if you're eating the wrong things, things that are lacking the proper nutrients or that are going to promote inflammation within your gut, within your intestines, that's going to lead to, over time, a dysbiosis to occur. And what is the thing that most people are eating either by prescription yeah. or by accident. Absolutely. Because this stuff is used so much in, you know, food production today. Right. Yes. That literally destroys their microbiome. Yep, yep. You're talking about antibiotics. And so it's not just the antibiotics that we take. There are so many animal-based products that are treated with antibiotics because the thought process is, well, 
if bacteria is bad, then the bacteria within these animal products is bad. So let's kill that bacteria yes. before then we make the animal products uh, useful for human consumption. And do you know why, listen to this, do you know why they're using so many antibiotics in farm animals today? No. So this is interesting. We used to use hormones, right? but then the FDA and you know the powers to be, FEMA and PETA and all these organizations are like, oh my God, hormones are terrible. So when a farmer's like, uh, we can't use hormones to make our animals fat, what are we supposed to do? Well, see, here was the thing. There was a study done where they found out when you feed animals antibiotics, they get fat. Mm. So the farmers were like, all right, you don't want any hormones? Fine, but we're gonna use antibiotics now. And here's what also happened. We coincidentally in medicine figured out long-term antibiotic use is bad. We know this now. Yep. So all of a sudden, big pharma's sales of, of, of antibiotics went way down. They went, well, what on earth are we gonna do now? How are we, oh, the farmers will buy it. Now watch this. Did you know you don't have to have a prescription for a farmer to go buy thousands of pounds of antibiotics to feed to their cows Actually, and their I did pigs. know that. Yeah, yeah I have, so I've looked into that No before. prescription needed for yep. a farmer. Exactly. Now guess what? Antibiotic sales have gone higher because watch this how many antibiotics does it take for a 180 pound human being by dose uh, one capsule for sure. the next but, but a five thousand yes. pound if they even get that big a three thousand pound cow right they need 55 pills a day yes. and so big pharma's like uh yeah yeah we're not going to medicate humans anymore right we still have them but yeah the cows and the pigs and the chickens now here's what's crazy they're going well uh, Again, FEMA, PETA, all these organizations, they want now antibiotic-free meats. So guess what's happening? The farmers are like, oh, you guys are idiots. Okay, fine. We can't use hormones. We can't use you know, antibiotics. So you know what they're using now? Vaccines. Really? Yes. So the cows are being vaccinated against the diseases they get. The chickens are being vaccinated. The pigs are being vaccinated because what's the big, big thing right now everybody's talking about? Vaccines. Vaccines. So yeah. just, just so you know, even if it says hormone-free, antibiotic-free chicken, run from, like, run, because that's a vaccinated chicken. And in 20 years, guess what's going to happen? Yep. FEMA, PETA, all of them are going to go. The vaccines are bad. The vaccines are bad. And then the farmers are going to be like, so you want, like, you want us to raise them the way we should have all along? Yes. Well, yeah, we're finally back to square one. Okay, so it's antibiotic use directly. It's yep. antibiotic consumption directly. Yep. It's the really, really poor Americanized diet. And this yep. is a big one. This yeah. is a big one because most people don't realize this also destroys your microbiome. Right. So high levels of stress. So stress, we know that stress is going to lead to a lot of problems within our body. But when it comes to our microbiome, it's going to offset which bacteria our body is looking to produce. And that's largely going to be a byproduct, again, of the inflammatory state, that pro-inflammatory state yep. that, that, that we're allowing to just hang out within our intestines. It's going to create all sorts of issues. So if you want to know how to get the damage of antibiotics out of you, ebook. If you want to find the diet that is the most productive for rebuilding the bacteria, ebook. If you want to find out how you can test the bacteria, watch this. There's a test that will tell you the kinds of bacteria, ebook, and it's free now. 704-906-2094. Hey, you can text with your name and email. We've already had a couple people do that. So 704-906-2094. So um, here's, here's the conundrum. And I, I need you to help me to explain this. Sure. If I have type 2 diabetes, right? the research says I have dysbiosis. Yes. Now, if I don't have type 2 diabetes, but I have dysbiosis, the research says I'm going to get diabetes. Get diabetes in the future. Yep. And then watch this. The newest research says yeah, elevated blood, blood sugars sugar. 
causes Ooh, dysbiosis. Yes. So do you see where I'm going with this? If you're a type 2 diabetic, you have dysbiosis. The dysbiosis is then making your diabetes worse. If you don't have diabetes, but you have dysbiosis, you're going to end up with diabetes, and then that's going to make it worse. So they're now showing that elevated blood sugars, or this thing called metabolic syndrome, is known to make your gut leak, and those microbiome bacteria create an infection that leads to an inflammation that causes a mechanism to shut down insulin production and mm -hmm. destroy the membranes that hold the very receptor for insulin. Yeah. So can you exactly. translate that into American for our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Let's do it. So like, what does that mean? It's directly saying that the inflammation within the gut, once the, that gut lining opens up and uh, that inflammation is able to seep into the body, it's directly going to go and destroy the cells in the pancreas that are helping to make the insulin needed to control your blood sugar. So you're and saying type 1 diabetes is dysbiosis. Yes. Then they're also saying that dysbiosis causes type 2 diabetes. Exactly. So it's like we could say the cause of diabetes is dysbiosis. Uh, but well, hold on. Last week, the cause of diabetes is nerve no. damage. Remember splanchnic? It's a fun word, isn't it? And Vegas. And then the week before that, toxins. So, and yeah. And here's the other crazy thing. When we chat about there being a, a intestinal barrier, like if that's, that's no longer there, right? Once there's a gut leak, once there's this inflammation that allows, that allows uh, a lot of the bacteria to start going from the intestines into your body and start wreaking havoc within your body, it's easy to look at and say, well, look how it's affecting the pancreas. Look how it's affecting the liver. That's look right. how it's affecting the insulin receptor. And, you know, there's lots of different secondary signaling pathways, right? There's millions and millions and millions of pathways that are being stimulated and changed all the time within our bodies. Keep talking. But I see a low battery alert. I got to go grab something and plug let's that do in it. with. But what about what's happening to the splanchnic nerves? What about what's happening to the vagus nerve? There's going to be damage from that intestinal inflammation that's going to influence the nervous system as well because the nervous system's got to respond. Right, and so there's inflammation attacking the nervous system that's going to change the ability to transmit signals along those splanchnic nerves, then that's going to change the ability for your body to control the blood sugar levels, to control insulin production, to control what's happening at the insulin receptor itself. And so it's so easy to see the cyclical nature, right, how everything has a start, and then when we think that something's ending, it just compounds and compounds and compounds. And next thing you know, that we've got this massive problem where it looks like blood sugar is just uncontrolled but really we've got this massive inflammatory response that's led to yeah. bacteria, the parasites, the microbiome starting to infiltrate the rest of the body and create lots and lots of issues. Now, I'm going to tease this to our listeners. Everything he just said is extremely defined yeah. step by step by step in the ebook. And that's why we keep saying like please for the love of God download this ebook, okay? We have given this book away to north of a thousand people. And I'm literally trying to say, can I please give it to you? Now, you might have a loved one who has type 2 diabetes. Send it to them. You might know someone who's at your work that has it. Trust me, they're going to look at this and be like, oh, my God, where'd you find this? 704-906-2094. The number is, again, 704-906-2094. Just text, guys. Name and email, send, and you get it. Now, okay, we've got a couple minutes, then we got a commercial. But listen to this. At the University of Pennsylvania, mm. one of the That's most cool. famous studies that proves what we're talking about was done. And they took diabetic mice 
and they took non-diabetic mice and they did assessments of the microbiome. Right. And they found out there was a marked difference, marked, marked difference yeah. in the bacteria kinds in the diabetic mice than the non-diabetic. So the first, the first hypothesis was, whoa, we can identify by the gut bacteria a diabetic person versus a non-diabetic mm. person. Number two, they took the mice that had type 2 diabetes and they scraped the bacteria out of their colon and then surgically implanted that into the non-diabetic mouse. And what happened? Looks the like non-diabetic mouse became diabetic. diabetic. Yeah. Now, to prove it even further, they took the non-diabetic mouse and scraped their bacteria out of their colons, surgically implanted it into the type 2 diabetic mouse, and they not only got rid of their diabetes, but they lost weight. And so then they were like, wait a second. We can make a non-diabetic mouse diabetic by giving it bacteria from a diabetic mouse? Yep. And wait a second. And the reverse. We can take healthy bacteria from a healthy mouse and give it to a diabetic mouse and their diabetes goes away? Wow. What did they just prove? Wow. They just proved that the dysbiosis is going to cause, directly cause and influence diabetes within somebody. Yes. And it also shows that hyperglycemia is risen. Elevated blood sugars are because of the infectious overgrowth of bacteria, the dysbiosis. They confirmed. They even figured out that they can do this with type 1 mice where they said, like, listen, we can take a type 1 diabetic mouse, give it healthy bacteria. Yep. The type 1 diabetes goes away. We can take a type 2 diabetic mouse and give it the healthy bacteria from a non-diabetic mouse. The type 2 goes away. We can take the opposite bacteria, give it to a healthy mouse, and induce it. That's called causation and correlation, correlation. in yes. one sitting. That's I know right. for those sciencey nerdy buffs, you're like, oh, that's a P-score of 1.0. But you know what this means, guys? They proved the bacteria in your gut are either keeping you from being diabetic or they're making, making you, you a diabetic. Now, here's what's even crazier. When we come back from this commercial break, the very medications people take to get rid of their diabetes damages the bacteria and causes the dysbiosis. So what is the drug actually doing? Yeah, it's just making you more diabetic. Yep, perpetuating diabetes. Oh, I did say this, but we have a commercial break. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back. This is the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar, along with the one and only Dr. Ernst himself. And we're having a really amazing conversation today, discussing, we're continuing the conversation about diabetes, and we're really focusing on the gut and the microbiome connection to diabetes today. Right. At the first half of the show, we chatted about how the dysbiosis, right, the change in the bacterial content within your intestinal wall is going to help or hurt your ability to regulate blood sugars and to, uh, to whether you're going to have diabetes or not have diabetes. And if you're wondering, well, how can I get more information about this? We have this amazing ebook written by both Dr. Ernst and myself. It is completely free. But how many pages are we up to now, Dr. Ernst? Uh, it's about 22. Yeah, so 22 pages of just 
back to front information about all the causes of diabetes and specifically if you're worried about your microbiome and how it can relate to your ability to regulate blood sugars correctly everything you need is in here if you're like well what kind of food should I eat it's in here well what are the things I'm potentially doing that's destroying my microbiome it's in here but now you gotta ask how can you get this it's free you wanna text in your name and your email to 704-906-2094. You will be able to get our call center. We'll get this ebook out to you. Again, you don't want to miss this amazing opportunity for you or someone that you know that's going to be dealing with this. And don't forget when you text, it's your name and your email. Some of you are sending just your emails and it's like Susie Jones at whatever. Mm. We're like, it, well, maybe her name is Susie Jones. Sure. Maybe. But then some of you, it's like, you know, rock racer 46 at yahoo.com. Like, uh, rock you? racer. <laughs> like it, that's a cool name. That's it. If you named your, so, you named your, yeah. so like went for just, please help our team that's help right. you text over. Don't say ebook. Don't say diabetes ebook. Say Susan Jones, Susan Jones, 43 at gmail.com. That's perfect because our team knows who you are. They know your email. We have your phone number, yep. and bam, it goes out. So um, I want to do just two things real quick. Um, we talked at the top of the hour about this is this connection between the bacteria in our intestines and diabetes. And we just ended our last segment, which I think is like, you guys have to hear this, okay? Because we know what happens during the commercials, right? You tune yep. off to other stations, and maybe we never hear from you again. Exactly. Or maybe you came in just now, and you're like, Wait a minute, what the heck is dysbiosis? So let's do a little preview. Dysbiosis is the term for a bacterial change in your intestines that leads to inflammation. Your microbiome is by definition just all the living things in your intestines and there's more than just bacteria. Yep. And leaky gut is a colloquial phrase, a common term for the medical condition known as increased intestinal permeability. Absolutely. And all of these are in research shown to be a cause of diabetes, both type one and type two. And we just started talking about this University of Pennsylvania study, a mouse model where they did not just obesity, but they did diabetes. So explain this to our listeners. Yeah. Two sets of mice. And what did they do to make the other mouse the other mouse? Right. Well, they took the bacteria that was in the diabetic mouse and they put it into the non-diabetic mouse and then the non-diabetic mouse developed diabetes. Whoa. Now, on the flip side, they took the what we'll call the good bacteria from the non-diabetic mouse and they put that bacteria into the intestines of the mice that had diabetes and they became non-diabetic. Yeah. And so it just proves that the inflammatory state, the bacterial state of your microbiome is directly going to lead and cause diabetes. They proved it right there. So listen to the end of the study. See, for me, listen, guys, and I know you might be like, what? You, like, I need to read a study. Well, technically, to become your own doctor, yes. But listen to this. Quote, the findings in humans also confirm those in mice which means they've actually done this in, in human humans. studies. Absolutely. A little weird to think that yeah. like my gut bacteria could be surgically implanted in your intestines, right. but they do no this thanks. stuff. No. <laughs> but watch this. The findings in humans confirm those in mice and indicate, ready for this, hyperglycemia, a.k.a. diabetes, mm -hmm. 
is a direct cause of intestinal barrier dysfunction and susceptibility to microbiome infection. Now watch what the lead doctor, can you pronounce that name? Thaisis, they, th anyway, Thais, T-H-A-I-S-S, good luck. Dr. Goodluck said that a systemic influx of microbial products might explain the wide range of otherwise unrelated inflammatory conditions seen in patients. What is he saying? All the crud that we put in us, the antibiotics, the lotions, the soaps, the creams, mm. the triclosans, yep, the, the, hormones. the hormones we're eating, all of this stuff damages the intestines, causes inflammation, and it's the same thing they see in patients with metabolic syndrome, which is elevated blood sugar, elevated triglycerides, and elevated weight. Yep. And watch this. Further studies of therapeutics using bacteria and systemic inflammation could focus on a glucose modifier of the intestinal barrier which is what he's saying is, is that the therapy for type two diabetes should be get your gut fixed. Right. right. Now let's do this. What is the problem with someone who's taking the medication for type two diabetes and how it could actually be causing them to have more diabetes? It's yeah. because we know the number one most prescribed drug is metformin. And there's multitudes of studies here that show metformin destroys the bacteria. Metformin damages your intestines. And watch this. Metformin destroys probiotics. Now, here's what's crazy. We talked about this during the commercial break. For some people, metformin works. Yeah. And for other people, it does it's, not. It does almost nothing. And, and they start taking it, and then it like lowers it a little bit, but then their sugars come back up, and their doctor's like, well, just take more. And then it, it works, and then it doesn't, and it works, and it doesn't. Guys, they have research that shows the people that metformin doesn't work in have dysbiosis. And the people that metformin works in have less dysbiosis. Right. So let's take this moment to talk about this metformin and how it's not actually fixing the problem, it's technically causing the problem. Yeah, yeah. So taking the drug is only gonna make it worse. Uh, that's what I was just gonna say. We, we, we've gotta state that if you've got, let's say you don't have any dysbiosis. Let's say you've got a great intestinal wall, great intestinal lining, the bacteria concentration is exactly what it's supposed to be, but you're diabetic and you start taking metformin and you have great results. Well, if you continue on that path of continuously taking metformin, you are on the way towards causing dysbiosis. Yes. Now, here's something that they've learned. Metformin interferes with a specific kind of bacteria in the intestine, specifically these things that, call, that are called butyrate-producing bacteria. Now, I'm not even going to attempt to announce or enunciate Roseburia and Buterivibrio. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. These two bacteria produce butyrate. What's unique about butyrate is it's a short chain fatty acid that actually stimulates the gut bacteria and helps with fermentation of carbohydrates. So watch, if I ferment a carb, what have I done? You've I've taken that carbohydrate and I broke it down. So if I have really good fermentation in my intestines, I can lower my blood sugars. Metformin shuts down the butyrate producing bacteria and the problem is when short-chain triglycerides and short-chain fatty acids drop, 
the intestines become inflamed and then guess what happens? You get dysbiosis. So the very drug that type two diabetics take shut off the bacteria in the intestines that should naturally lower their blood sugars. Wow, that's incredible. The other problem we know is that metformin conflicts with probiotics. So the challenge I have today, and tell me if you would agree with this, most people are like, oh, you know what? I take a multivitamin, I take a fish oil, and I take a probiotic, I'm healthy. And my gut's good because I take a probiotic. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not. If I had two probiotics here, and this one has 400 billion, this one has 85 billion, like which one are you probably gonna buy? 400 billion. Why? Because more seems better, right? Oh, well, it's like, like everything else. Okay, and if I'm taking 400 billion and there's only four strains, then I actually am causing a problem because they estimate that there's 3,000 plus different strains of bacteria in your intestines. So if I had one probiotic that was 24 billion, but it had 17 strains, and then here's this 200 billion or 400 billion with only four strains, guess which one is actually better for you? Yeah. The one well, with more strains. more strains. Now, what's crazy about this thing called the probiotic market is all the marketing has made people think probiotics are good for you. There's probiotics in yogurt. They're even adding it to cereals. Yep. They're, they're putting probiotics in everything. There's kombuchas and kavitas and fermented probiotic drinks. But if I'm a marketing company for a probiotic bacteria, I want you to buy my product. Of course. So what they've learned is you think that the more expensive ones are better. You think the bigger the probiotic by number, the better. So all I have to do is come out with one that has more, and now I'm gonna sell more. But what they're discovering is you can actually cause dysbiosis, help them with this, by taking the same probiotic over and 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 over again, damaging your intestines. Why would Well, it would make sense that, right, if you're taking the same let's just say the same five strains over and over and over again, but there's 3,000 plus that you're slowly just creating this unnatural change where you're basically, you've got, you're tipping the scales, right? So now the scales are tipping in favor of just these certain bacteria and all these other ones over here that had really good, really good purpose are not allowing, they can't proliferate, they can't make more of those bacteria anymore. And that's literally the definition of dysbiosis, the takeover of some bacteria. And you've got all these other strains over here going, wait a second, we want to come into the party too. Exactly. Why are you letting us in? Exactly. Now listen, here's what they've discovered. Oral supplementation of L-Casei, which is a, if I'm pronouncing this right, Casea, who knows, ready? Lactobacillus, C-A-S-E-I, and Bifidobacterium bifidum are the two most common bacteria that help to lower the amount of sugar that's in your blood because they improve resistance to insulin. And guess what metformin destroys? Those, Those. specifically. So you need to pay attention to the kinds of probiotics you take, not just the counts. And now's my best part, ready? How do we fix this thing called dysbiosis, okay? Number one, we're gonna break it into a four R approach. We have to stop putting in all the crap that has damaged the intestines, and that's typically the food we eat. Right. So we're gonna talk about a diet change. I'll let you do that. Yep. You love exercise as well. So do I, but exercise is a huge thing. We gotta talk about that. Yep. And then we have to do this thing called replace, and then we have to re-inoculate, and then we have to repair. So guys, how you fix a gut is the four R process. Remove, replace, re-inoculate and repair. So what do they need to remove? And let's let's talk just briefly about the two biggest foods yep. that kill 
yeah. the bacteria. Well, food groups, right? Gluten and dairy. So gluten and dairy are going to be cause massive amounts of inflammation. And we'd love to go down those pathways at some point. I know we can't today. But that inflammation is what's going to just destroy the bacteria that's in your gut. Yes. And so if you want to keep the bacteria around that your body needs, your intestines need them, you have to eliminate gluten and dairy. There's a lot of other great options, so you don't need the gluten and the dairy and let's, in your And let's diet. talk about gluten real quick. It's not just in wheat. Right. Gluten is in grains. And gluten's a protein. Mm-hmm. And casein is a protein that's found in dairy. So some people always argue with us like, well, does that mean I have to get rid of all dairy? Well, yes, typically the dairy you think dairy is. But if you had a casein free, like like goat's milk, for example, real low casein, right? So yes, you can have goat's milk and things like that. But listen, okay, like the diet, I know what's going to happen. You guys are going to be like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I'm going to write all the diet down. We've already done it for you. It's yep. in the ebook. So save time and listen to what we're talking about and download the ebook. The ebook, how do they get that? Yeah, What's the number? Just text your name and, and your email to 704-906-2094. So we get rid of gluten. We get rid of dairy, yep. which is the casein. And then what's something else that a lot of people engage in to help them relax, you know, and to make them feel good, especially over the weekend, right? We hit Friday and where are most people heading off to? Yeah. Hey, there's a happy hour somewhere, right, guys? So, so and watch this, right? So we eat fried chicken wings with beer and man, your gut goes right. because what's the number two thing that destroys yeah, yeah. the intestines? Yeah, absolutely. Alcohol. And it's not only destroying the intestines, but let's say you've got, let's say you're not even diabetic, but you're on your way towards having some sort of blood sugar control issue, some sort of insulin resistance control issue. The liver, which is going to help with so many aspects of that and that control, you're destroying your liver every mm. time you take a sip of mm. alcohol. Right? And, so it's and not what, just the intestinal lining. And what lining. technically is alcohol by chemical definition? Sugar. Yes. Well, there's Look, lot, you know there's how you know this? There are sugar alcohols, erythritol, xylitol. So if you can have a sugar alcohol, that means that alcohol is also sugar. sugar. So think about this. The dairy ranch dressing dip that you're putting your glutinous probably hormone, well, no longer hormone, antibiotically made chicken vaccine dunk induced. into that you wash down with your glyphosate ridden beer or wine. And I know what you're thinking, like, oh my God, like you're taking everything fun away. No, we're not. You can still have grainless chicken wings and dairyless, you know, ranch. And you can have mm-hmm. a beverage that is fermented that is not going to destroy you. There are wines that are proven to be uber low less than one gram of sugar because it's the way they're produced. So alcohol, gluten, dairy. Now talk to me about exercise and how that can help to repair the microbiome because this is really fascinating. Yeah, it is. Especially because if you, if you are already predisposed to diabetes, it's going to be really important that one, you understand that exercise alone is going to help with the control of your blood sugar, right? The ability for your body to take your blood sugar or sugar that's in your blood and take it into the cell to use it for energy only heightens when you're exercising, That's right? Because right. when you're exercising, you need to make more energy. So the body has some really unique ways of being able to not bypass the initial system, but give it a boost that's going to help to take the blood sugar, dock it to the cell, and bring it inside to then make it allow it to use energy. So if you're diabetic in any way, shape, or form, right, type 1, 2, or 3, or if you're pre-diabetic, or if you have insulin resistance, blood sugar control issues, whatever, exercise will only help you will only help you to regulate your own blood sugar. And let me prove this to you. There was a study done where they took diabetics and they made them walk for 30 minutes 
and they found that the effect of the lowering to their sugars in that 30 minutes yep. was the same as the as if they drug that they yes, had taken. Whatever so drug it was, you, right? you give someone, so let's just pretend both people are at 220 for their blood sugars. Patient A is told to sit in a chair for 30 minutes and they give them a medication. Right. And then they see how their sugars came down. Patient B was not given a medication. It was told to walk for 30 minutes. And what happened? The same level of blood sugar yep. lowering. That should make you say, holy smokeolas, just get out, start moving your body. That's right. It's much better to naturally lower your sugars than to chemically lower them. And then let's take this to the next level because based on that University of Pennsylvania study we were chatting about before where we know that the blood sugar regulation, if it's uncontrolled, is going to directly lead to an inflamed intestine. Yes. So by naturally lowering the blood sugars levels, if they're high, you're already starting to repair your gut. Boom. Right? You're naturally repairing you your it. gut. You so you, there's no need for medication for either one. So they're saying, oh, I need my medication for my blood sugar, and now I need my medication for the intestinal wall or for my gut dysbiosis or whatever you want to call it. Now you've got one solution for yep. both problems. Okay, so we did the R. We removed the gluten, the dairy, and the alcohol. We are replacing a form of uh, medication with exercise. We also need to replace all the irritation of the colon. Now, one of the best things that can repair your colon is actually a supplement known as an enzyme. Digestive enzymes break things down. And what a lot of you have are these plaques or like this mucoid plaque. If you really want to have some fun today, go to Google and type in M-U-C-O-I-D, plaque, P-L-A-Q-U-E. That is like a... Uh, a sticky kind of mucousy bacterial substance that sticks to the colon wall, just like cholesterol sticks to an artery causing yep. a plaque. And digestive enzymes can help you to get these plaques out. So we remove the dairy, the gluten, and the alcohol. We replace it with exercise and digestive enzymes. Now, how do we re-inoculate? You know, so you do need to use probiotics, yes. but, but see, the thing is, is that you've got to get them formulated for you or they have to have a multitude of strains. And I hate to say this, but almost every probiotic on the market that's available over the counter is bad. Okay. The real good ones are found in the natural physicians clinics. Yep. We use one called body biotics. It's soil based fermented and it has the bacillus coagulans. It has the lactobacillus KCI. It has what the science says you need and you cannot find those generally over the counter. Well, I like what you just said about it being soil based. So this isn't just some synthetically created probiotic. Exactly. This no. is coming from the earth. From the earth. Which you can't do that. Right. What's naturally needed is already here on earth, guys. So and as we wrap up today, we're going to hit the fourth R, which is repair. Now, here's what's really cool. Dr. Chris, help me with this. If I want my bone that's broken to repair, what do I have to do? Well, if it's broken, you have to set it back in place, and then you've so got to leave it for a set so amount just, of time so it'll heal. Yep. So I, I set it, and I forget it, and it heals. But the setting process is usually you have to remove the stress on the bone. Right. You have to replace the normal position. Yep. You have to re-inoculate, meaning you stimulate the growth of the bone, sure, you have which to happens by itself, that growth process. and it will repair. That's right. So the same process of regenerating a bone yep. is how you regenerate your gut. Very cool. Now, how long does it take a bone to grow back together? Typically, depending on the person, anywhere from six to nine weeks. Now, how long does it take for your gut lining to be replaced? I'm going to guess the same exact thing. No, 14 days. 
That's you, it. You no fully, way. You fully regenerate the internal lining of your colon. Now, if your colon only replaced itself every seven weeks, we'd have a major problem because there's a lot of stuff that damages the colon daily. It's just like our skin. Our skin is replaced every 14 days. Yep. If we only replaced our skin every seven weeks, oh man, it looked like a snake, like leathery. <laughs> we'd have to break out of a shell. So thank God that he made your gut self-regenerating in just 14 days. So, so how long does it take for a gut to heal? Ready? Remove for 14 days the stress. Replace for 14 days with healthy foods and the good enzymes. Re-inoculate with the right kinds of bacteria. Yep. And in just 14 days, what can happen? You'll repair your gut all on its own. And you can help it with glutamine and licorice and slippery elm bark and you know marshmallow extracts and marshmallow roots. Those all help to lubricate and rebuild the lining. But guys, it doesn't even require that. It just is time. The greatest thing you can do to heal your gut is fast and get all the crud out, replace it with the good stuff, get a soil-based fermented probiotic bacteria, and just set a two-week clock. Yep. And watch what happens to your sugars in two weeks. Right. And how do we know we'll this happens? Down. Over and over and over with our patients, we see it. That's hey, this right. is the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. We are running out of time, so for the last second... You can get this ebook right now, which is Diabetes Heal Thyself, 704-906-2094. The number again? Yeah, 704-906-2094. Thanks for giving us your Saturday. We'll see you each and every week right here on News Talk 1110. WBT, Enjoy peace your out. Weekend. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.